like, Chris, what did you say over the mic? I'm like, oh yeah, a small ribbed wife beater. And she's like, for your information, it's a ribbed, uh, what is it called? Tank top. <laughs> ribbed tank top. Oh my God. And then only then did I actually realize, oh mm-hmm. shit, this is actually kind of problematic. Wife beater? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's actually so funny. I remember when I first was actually shopping for a wife beater, I needed wife beaters and I didn't know that was a real name. Yeah. I don't think there has to be a different fucking word. Yeah. Like wife beater sounds kind of, you know. Who taught you that word? I don't know. It's just a word we grew up saying. Yeah. Like, oh, do you have a wife beater? Is that something you grew up with or no? Actually, I'm trying to remember where the hell I learned that. Because, like, how do we differentiate a tank top from a wife beater? It's just the white long tank tops? No, the difference is it's ribbed. It's meant as an undergarment. Whereas, like, for me, a tank top is just, like, a tank top you wear to the beach or or that type of thing. We should do a poll. I don't know. Where are the origins of wife beater? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Peter. Where's the origins of wife beater? Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. And so for the topic today, that's a really inappropriate joke. It's really dark. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, we like dark. We like dark. We actually didn't decide on a topic yet. Yeah. So are we just going to let this one flow? I guess so. Um, Well, wife beater. I think I remember learning it in school from kids because I remember people calling it wife beater when I went to school yeah and it was like a non-issue it's just literally yeah. a word for a type of clothing like yeah. a crew neck or a v-neck and you have a wife beater that's not like it's and weird. now i'm hearing yeah. it it sounds really odd to yeah. say that i mean we all know where it comes from right do we do it's we? around that stereotype of like uh like a hick person like they normally wear like wife beaters or i actually have no red tank tops and from. they're known to be like be, like beating their wives that's um, where it comes from. Is, uh, Are you just making this up? No, I swear to God. I think that's literally where it comes from. It's from that stereotype of a wife beater that wears a tank top and probably jeans and is high as fuck. Yeah, you know what? If you actually think about like, if, if you say wife beater, I had this image in my head of someone actually wearing a wife beater tank top. That's so <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. But that's just society like, 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 you know, implementing that, that image in my head. That, okay, you're wearing this fucking tank top and this certain tank top is not called a wife beater. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> this is this weird wife beater and it's still used today and people just get it and it's acceptable. Yeah, people still use it. Like, you know, wife beater should be canceled. Like, fuck I it. I haven't actually you know? heard that word in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like I hear it like commonly used. By who? Yeah. So, I don't know. In earshot of people like talking. I honestly probably like... I have the most horrible memory, but honestly, within this year, I'm pretty sure I've heard someone use that term. Oh, I'm trying to remember where I I like, I feel like I at least knew about it in like eighth grade and I feel it was just part of our terminology. So now that you bring it up, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't think I see on TV. They don't say on TV or anything. It's not. It's definitely not from our immigrant parents. No. Grace. Can you put on your wife beater? <laughs> that just doesn't flow from like the Filipino language, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, like there are a lot of things I feel that are probably named inappropriately. And I just can't think of any other than wife beater now because yeah. everything's so PC. We're just uh, very correct yeah. in what we should say. So wife beater is one that slipped through the cracks. I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up Yeah, more and often. it's probably one of the worst ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look what we started. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so where did we leave off from, from last week? Uh, Phil, uh, Peter being Filipino. And we ordered Jollibee. Which we was actually delicious. did order, order Jollibees last week, but I didn't have some. No. Why are you trying to change your life right now? Like, Why should- am I tra- trying to change my life? <laughs> because fucking, you know how many disgusting shit... I've been eating for the past three, four weeks. It's been like... Why does it have to change just last week? Like... It has to start some... What triggered your health journey, Peter? What triggered it? What happened? Who hurt you? Who hurt me? (laughs) (laughs) I hurt myself. I started started noticing. I'm like, I'm not taking care of my body again. You know, I'm slipping. So I'm like, okay, let's have a conscious effort. You know what I mean? Good for you, though. It has to to start, right? Because like, 
if I think about it, like if you have snacks in your cupboards all the time, odds are you're gonna go open that cupboard and munch on it, or not, not even open it. You like you know in your head, I have snacks in the cupboard. One hundred percent, especially after smoking weed. Especially and you get like after the munchies. Weed. Yes, I cannot keep a bag of chips in <laughs> in the cupboard for longer than probably max four or five days i'm not even joking you well, that's yeah. a stretch for me yeah <laughs> and like especially when my sister's at home and she's off at her boyfriends like i'll sneak over to the cupboard and like literally eat everything she left a pack probably almost a full bag of tortilla chips next day it was just completely gone it was one of those family size like tortilla chip bags too i love chips though like i can do that yes. with chips too but yeah. not so much with like sweet things i'm not a sweet tooth I don't think. No, I can eat like a bag of chips for dinner. For me, I don't discriminate. Whatever is in my cupboard <laughs> when I'm high and have munchies, Same. I'll just finish it. But you guys have been like our veteran Same. pot smokers. You don't, you never worked through the munchies? Not me. I could, but my here's my thing. If I have a conscious effort of trying to stay healthy, I just don't buy that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. If I, if I have no chips no chalk i'm a huge chocolate guy especially so if i don't have any chocolate or chips or any snacks then i have nothing to munch on it's like shit i had to go to the grocery store to munch on something like i'm so high i'm like i'm not gonna go to too, the much grocery store. too much effort in the moment <laughs> i could yeah. go to 7-eleven i do have a 7-eleven like literally like two minute walk from me mm-hmm. it's not a big deal but even then that seemed like too much like fuck it's a lot of work yeah but do you find yourself um, possibly ordering Uber Eats in that moment. I actually, no, there's a time that I deleted Uber Eats off my phone. Whoa. Yeah, because I started That's noticing. A big I'm, it's a I'm, big move. First yeah. of all, you're spending so much money on like buying food. Like, I mean, if you do the math, sometimes it makes sense to order food outside versus actually yeah. buying groceries. But like those fees add up. It sounds like a personal attack, Peter. <laughs> and then at the same time, it's like, shit, like, I it really sound like personal. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're talking to two Uber Eats past subscribers. I mean, I have, Uber- I have an unhealthy <laughs> relationship with Uber Eats. Listen, listen, I have it's too Uber, convenient. I have Uber Eats on my phone right now. I re-downloaded it, but there was, I'm saying there's a time that I just had to yeah. take it off because I knew I was like ordering from it all the time. I'm like, fuck this shit, man. I'm going to do what's it called? Meal prepping. I'll try that shit. And it worked out. You know what I mean? If you have no snacks, you know, you just have the meal prep, you know, you're, you're sick with your scheduled regimen, you know, and take your supplements, your vitamins, minerals, whatever. Sounds easy, right? The way that you're saying it sounds easy. It sounds easy. But then when you fucking smoke, it's like, fuck. Everything's just out the window. Out, man. out the window. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I do now, okay. though? Like, um, sometimes is I'll place an order in Uber Eats. Like, I'll pick everything that I want from the menu and then just let my phone go and just watch a bit of TV. And then I just hope and pray that I forget that I even inputted anything. And then oftentimes I just end up falling asleep because I'm that high where I just end up <laughs> passing out on the couch. So many times I've, I probably sleep on the couch probably three days out of the entire week i think you're starting you're onto something here i think it's called the sleep diet where you have sleep for dinner (laughs) i like that that is the best diet trick yourself into sleep you You know know what i'm very experienced in that because sometimes (laughs) i'm just so tired i'm like my girl's like what are you gonna order for dinner i'm like sleep she's like you're just gonna go to bed i'm like yep and i just go to sleep and then the next morning you feel so skinny (laughs) yes Yeah, nothing feels better than waking up on an empty stomach, if that makes sense. Like if, so like during like intermittent fasting, when I used to do it like years ago, um, you would stop eating at like, I don't know, like six or seven, depending on the the span of time you want to do. And then you just wake up so great in the morning, feeling light and ready to go versus when you eat super late, like Chinese food, then Mm. you just feel groggy. And there's still like that shit in your stomach and you're just like, you don't feel the best. Do you yeah. think it's like the type of food you're eating as well? I mean, yeah. Feeding Chinese again, food. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, what, what am I supposed to get that's healthy at, at 12 a.m. in the morning? Those chickpeas. We have those dry oh, chickpeas. Yeah. Those are disgusting. With lime. Yeah. With their, you have 10 grams of protein like you like for half a cup. you like them every other handful. 
Yeah, you got you gotta have these in a mix of some sort. These are like dried chickpeas for all of our listeners, flavored in chili lime or just lime. Just, just lime, lime and salt, which is like it potentially could be good, but I gotta say, there's something about unhealthy snacks that that flavor that they have. Yes, that's irreplaceable by healthy things. Exactly. It's just uh, an acquired maybe I'm taste. misinformed. I'm going to get canceled for saying that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's an acquired taste. Like, if you keep eating this shit for a week, you will have that acquired taste. I'm like, okay, I could I could eat this. You know, The this fact that good. you have to eat a certain food over a period of time to be able to like it, yeah. I don't know if that's a good sign for a snack. Like, they must have put this through a focus group. <laughs> Who who approved, yeah. who approved this? this? <laughs> so well, it reaches a certain audience, Chris. That should be one of our segments. I know. Who approved <laughs> this? <laughs> I love that. Um, no, but even with um, eating healthy food, I feel like if I'm on a health kick, I crave healthy food. I actually don't like the feeling that McDonald's gives Absolutely. me if I'm like Absolutely. going to the gym consistently and eating well. I don't crave the unhealthy food because I'm like, I don't like how this makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes away. But I don't think I could. I remember seeing um, this Vice documentary of this bo- woman bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And the way that she views food is that it's fuel for the body. End of story. So she will blend chicken, rice, and water and oh, cabbage oh together and just drink it every day. Hell no. And I'm just like, and there's no seasoning. But she's D's. And, but in is the she comments, white? Yeah. Uh, like Eastern European. So white. Mm-hmm. So no seasoning makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but like she just has bags of sludge that she just drinks. It's like a no bueno. That like, reminds me of remember that drink that was developed in in like San Francisco. It was like a startup. It was it was called Soylent. Do you guys remember oh, Soylent? Yes, no, a meal replacement. It was wasn't a it? complete kind meal of, replacement big, that actually. gave you all of the nutritional value that you needed in this gray slurry. Yes, and um, the the CEO was like kind of like wacko. I think he was like a developer. And um, actually, where I used to work, I used to work with a lot of developers. Um, some of them actually had Soylent subscriptions because they would get so in 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 the tunnel of developing like they'd stay even overnight um so it was a way to sort of like optimize so that they didn't have to take breaks for meals and they got all the nutritional value that they needed is this still a thing I think so. Should we try it? We should have a taste a test. A taste test. Soylent. Soylent taste Wait, test. Have you tried it? No, no, I don't even want to try it. Why not? What the so hell? Curi- I you're try- not curious? No, I, I want to eat. T- I want like I want to have a taco. I want to have. A so, do you have an attachment to food? <laughs> would you say like? Would you guys give up flavorful food for your health? For my health? Yeah. No. <sighs> Ever? I'm honestly, it depends. Like, if I'm like maybe like three months away from actually seeing an ab. Um, maybe (laughs) just one I've worked all like there have been so many times where I almost had an ab and like I would just fuck it up which side your left or your right I don't know (laughs) I think I see it okay it's just one ab that's my stomach (laughs) one core yeah we get it but yeah maybe this is a good topic to maybe talk into like our relationship with our diets yeah and our, our self-image. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like this. I like where this is going because we were talking yeah. about Peter's health kick. So, yeah, what inspired you to start that? Well, like, okay, so it, it goes it goes back further than just recently. I would say like January even because in January I realized, okay, my body, like I'm not treating it well. Like I'm treating like absolute like, shit. I was smoking a lot too. Like this is my, this is my, um, my schedule every two days i go to 7-eleven buy a pack of smokes and buy two packs of candy i eat which candy like what sour keys or Yum. sour cherries peaches whatever right amazing I'll, or coke bottles whatever so i'll eat that shit for dinner and and i'll smoke a pack in two days and i repeat every every other day you'd have the candy for dinner yeah oh my god right but the thing is like for me I don't need to have dinner per se. Like I'm okay mm. not eating dinner. You know, the meal that I care the most is breakfast. I, Always that dude. Yeah, You're the I'm egg that dude. dude. I'm that egg dude. I mean, before like when I was I'm in, Peter, I'm the egg dude. <laughs> in high school, I was like I, I hated breakfast, didn't eat breakfast at all. Yeah. But then it, it just transitioned. I was a night owl back then too, and now I'm a morning guy. So it yeah, it goes back to I was starting noticing these patterns, right? And I'm like, okay, I got 
I gotta change shit up. Even like me working out, I, I've been working like once a week just to maintain, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm changing my body like body like shit. And then I'm like, okay, I started going a rabbit hole. I started looking at all these fucking supplements, and now I have so many supplements. I'm taking. It feels like I'm a fucking drug addict because <laughs> I'm taking too many supplements. Yeah, I would say, but they're good. You know, they do provide. You know like cognitive function or whatever. do you notice the me. actual difference though after like three months i started noticing it mm. but the thing is is you never notice it like in a week yeah it takes time for these supplements to actually start kicking in but the thing is here's a kicker i'm taking so many supplements i don't know what the fuck is working i don't know which ones there's no way to a b test yeah what's going AB on tests. i'm taking way too many of them but anyways it, it goes back to to then like since january right and then after January, I was very strict with my diet. Mm-hmm. Literally four eggs in the morning with one tomato, one avocado, you know, out in the afternoon, I have a smoothie, a green smoothie with spinach, um, so, yogurt. But would you say this journey was triggered because you, you had the self-awareness to know that your body was not at its prime optimal function? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I noticed that and like, let me change. And after like me making these changes, like it's a habit. And then once I got used to the habit, it was like no work. Yeah. In the beginning, it was hard, right? Because it was like a shock to my system. But then eventually, it was like, yeah, I could, I could dig with this. You know what I mean? I could function properly, and I felt so good. Like after month, uh, the third month, I was like, holy shit, this is I'm probably in the best shape in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ever, and I feel so good mentally. I was in a good like physically, physically spiritually everything you know what i mean i was taking meditation too seriously yeah much more i've been stocking up lately i'm not gonna lie but so yeah. for this time around where you want to sort of like get back into that healthy mode mm. is it more of like an internal health thing or is it the the self-image aspect uh internal like i feel yeah. like i'm letting i work so hard to get to this point and then i'm like i feel sluggish again you know, I'm, I'm noticing like, fuck, man, I, I'm not working out as much or I'm eating a lot more junk food and I can really feel the effects of eating junk food on a consistent basis that is like affecting me. You know, the, even the way I th- like wake up, when I wake up after eating like a bag of chips, it's like, shit, it's not the same versus like just having water before bed or whatever, you know? For sure. But yeah, that's that's how... I gauged it, right? Yeah. And obviously when you look in the mirror too, it's like, fuck man, my ab just, my ab disappeared. <laughs> my one ab, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. But growing up though, do you think you had like, um, like a healthy self image? Fuck no. I would eat junk food. I had a seafood diet. I seafood, I yeah. eat it. But did you like physically, were you like, oh, I think I'm really unhealthy or were you comfortable? So like take off your shirt whenever like, you were outside and, and that type of thing, or were you like a little more self-conscious growing up? I was self-conscious. I would say, you know what I was self-conscious about? <laughs> really? Yeah. My fuck is weird. My fucking <laughs> thigh. <laughs> what? What? What's, what's with you with one ab and one thigh? <laughs> like, guys. <laughs> because guys always have an imbalanced body. Really? That's the thing? I don't want to tell you why. You uh, want, you want to tell us why? One guy's shoulder is always bigger than the oh, other. Oh, I thought you meant wrist. I thought you meant wrist. <laughs> wrist? I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Seriously, one shoulder is bigger. Yeah. What do you mean? Which part of the shoulder? It's so now? funny because I see these TikToks, or I used to see these TikToks, and it was one of those where it's like, guys, let's confuse the ladies. Do you oh, know yeah, those yeah, ones? Yeah. And it would just be a guy standing and a guy's like right shoulder, just a little more like muscular than the other. <laughs> like you'd have to go in the comments <laughs> to understand what was going on. And I'm like, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so back to your thigh. I never knew that. Yeah, what's wrong with your thigh? No, um, when I was a kid, I just, I was fucking young, man. Yeah. I was so young, but I don't know why. I thought my thigh was so big. <laughs> you know, just your just right thigh. Just No, 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 like. Thighs in general. Okay. Like left and right. You not probably should have right. used the plural term. I'm sorry. Yep. You're right. Thighs. My <laughs> thighs. Yeah, I just thought it was bigger. Like too big, rather. And I was like, fuck. But that's the goal these days. Yeah, now thick it's like, thighs. Give, me the, give me the thighs. Yeah. Give me the thick thighs. I need them. Yeah. How about you, Chris? 
I was about to ask you. No. <laughs> you first. I like like growing up, right? Yeah. It was it was a tough battle. I like, actually haven't seen photos of you when you were younger, so I have no idea. For, what you look for the like. reason of of not wanting to document it. Really? Yeah, I was like really fucked up as a kid and very sensitive about my weight. Like I wasn't even like overweight. I was just chubby. But from an early age, I was always like self-conscious. I was that kid that was at swimming lessons. I think I told you both this, but I'd wear a t-shirt, a black t-shirt every single time I swam because I was so self-conscious. And um, the weird thing that I'm self-conscious about are my nipples. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Because I have puffy nipples. Oh, oh. Wait, yeah. to this day even? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's see? actually... Con- can you see? You'll have to pay for that. But um, there's actually a condition, I forget what it's called, where there's, there's certain men, they actually get a procedure done to remove the fat from the nipples because they're so self-conscious about it. I just it. watched a TikTok on that. Really? Yes. Wait, so wait, they take the fat off the nipples to what? To make it... To make it flat. Because my nipples protrude. Oh, and so as part as part of my self-conscious like little mind yeah i i go to the pool with a baggy black t-shirt and i'd always because obviously like it clings to your body yeah. and probably makes the situation worse because you can see everything yeah. so i would always go like this and pull my shirt away from my body every single time i got out of the water <laughs> i would even hold it like this yeah oh wow and i was like just such a sensitive kid but did you when get bullied it came to for body it? Image. Like, no one knew no. about it. Because That's was, why. Like, okay. It's something that I need to really look back and understand where that came from. Because yeah. to this day, I literally don't know where it came from. And, like, the littlest thing could spark me to be super self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, even if someone was like, oh, that, that t-shirt maybe is too tight for you. Just a little oh. bit too tight. And then I would go into a spiral and I'd, like, sometimes cry. Because I thought someone was making fun of my weight when they were simply just saying, oh, maybe you need to size up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where it came from. This is high school we're talking about, right? No, this is like even younger. Elementary school. Elementary school. Like I was very self-aware, but also very self-conscious at the same time. Because did you think people would pay attention to it? Yeah. Because you always, like people who, who like judge themselves tend to think that people are looking at their own insecurities and people are just not. But you're not that special. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We get lost in our own mind and we start overthinking. Yeah. And that, yeah, for sure. But um, it was crazy. Like, I would never feel comfortable sometimes even just a plain t-shirt. Yeah. Because I'd be worried that you can see stuff. You can see my nipples. You can see my stomach and and that type of thing. So this this happened for a large part of my life. Only recently have I become like comfortable with my body. Like I just walk around like naked all the time at home, even when <laughs> my sister's there. Like I just don't care. But it took years to sort of get to that level of being comfortable without a shirt on. Wow. And from elementary school going into high school, I was I was chubby too and I was very self-conscious. And then finally I think it was after first year university, like during the summer break. Um, I did P90X like religiously. Oh, wow. And good program, by the way. It, it was great. Yeah, because it was a good mixture because there was even like power yoga, which was really good for flexibility and a yep. lot of like weight training. Um, but I also didn't eat enough like protein. I was basically eating like rice crackers and tuna um, and just probably maybe also a little bit anorexic. I don't know. <laughs> was, was that because you didn't, you didn't understand how nutrition worked? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this great, this program, you know, because obviously I feel like I need to like work out in order to lose all the weight. Plus I'm not going to eat as much because I'm going to try to be in a, in a general calorie deficit as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I got really skinny. Mm-hmm. I got, um, I forget what my weight was. I think at my, at my lightest, I was probably at 165, which wow. was pretty light for, for my stature. I'd say. How tall are you? 510? 510, okay. Right? Is 160, or is that normal? Uh, I mean, I'm 5'11, I'm 170. Okay, so maybe I was still a little bit chubby then. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went to second year university and they were like, oh my God, you look so different. Like you lost so much weight. And then I started to feel good about myself mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then um, once everyone was like, um, 
oh, you lost a lot of weight. And then I started to just go back into eating. And so my entire life, it's just been that roller coaster of like almost getting to like peak fitness, you know, like literally almost there. It would have taken maybe three more months in the gym to really be at like my visual goal to see like visual muscle, visual like abs. But then for some reason, I always just sabotage it in the 11th hour and I just start eating again. Yeah, I I, I get it because I go through those phases too. Yeah, I call it like an elastic band, and I talked to one of our other friends about it too. Because I I I noticed a trend in me. Mm-hmm. I would literally work hard for four months and just slack off and don't do shit and eat whatever the fuck I want for another four months, right? Yeah. And then my friend told me she was like, "Listen, it's like an elastic band. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's gonna fucking snap. You know? Because like for me, I know." I could get back into shape, no problem. Like, yeah. It's easy for me to get back in shape. I could do two Because of your metabolism as my well. My metabolism. Yep. Give me two weeks. I could do insanity in two weeks. I'm back to where I was, right? And she's like, watch out for that, you know? So how about you, Laura? So yeah. did you have a phase like that when you were younger? Um, Actually, very similar to Chris, to be honest. Yeah? Um, Not that I was like the super big one in my family, but I am the bigger one of the family. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm like five six. My sister's like five three and really petite. All my cousins are really skinny. I'm not the one that's skinny in my family. So even from a kid, I remember going to the Philippines. <clears throat> and I'll never forget this. I don't know why it's like imprinted in my brain. It's like one of those core memories from like inside out. But um I remember one of our helpers at the at one of my mom's house. She's like and excuse my pronunciation, <laughs> but um she said the imunkiki, which means your vagina's fat. Oh my god! <laughs> and they, but she fucking like squeezed it. Um, like, that is sexual harassment. Yeah, I was a little kid, but it's like a joke. It's not supposed to be. Like Filipinos are fucking savage when it comes to weight. I know man. they're kind of rude. Like I remember even another guy. This is high school, and he fresh from the Philippines. He's like, "How come you're not as small as your sister?" And I'm just like, oh. "Like, how do you even react to that type of thing?" So I think one side is the culture side, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I also grew up, did not grow up with a lot of Filipinos that are typically tiny and skinny. So yeah. I actually fit in with a lot of my friends. Um, but I've been on that up and down wave. Like there's another time that like you're bringing out so many traumas that I'm thinking of it, but like there was another time that like I asked my sister innocently, innocently, like how come we got small boobs? And she's like, uh, cause I also have no stomach. And she looked at me. I was like, what a bitch. And if my sister ever hears that, that's one of the core memories of my childhood. Um, but I've it's never crazy been... how something like that can just oh, yeah. stay with you and shape who you are. Oh, yeah. Even though for her, it was probably just like a fleeting moment, just like a simple sort of like thing to say. Yeah. And it affected you so much. Yeah. How old are you when, she, when that conversation happened? Like 13, 14, oh, maybe so you're like 15. grade eight, even earlier, maybe. Yeah, like entering high school. But again, like it's not something like I got, like I remember, like I love my sister. I love her. I really do. But there are certain things like growing up that she said to me that were like pretty hurtful. Like I remember when I was still pretty chubby, I wanted to try out Thai bow and I, I, love I tried Thai it. And I remember doing my first one and then. Um, I ate a meal after that. She's like, you know, that's going all to waste, right? And she just walked away. So I was like, whoa, why am I getting emotional about this? Um, I get it though. I get it because those things stay with you, you know, especially at that age. I never openly said that to anybody. Um, but it's not like something that I would say like really affected me Mm because in high school, I really liked running. So I lost a lot of weight. Probably in like grade 10, 11, probably the tiniest I ever was because I was literally running for an hour every day. Oh my God. Um, just because I was just like a night owl. And then in college, I got into insanity and I actually got into insanity along with Peter and um, our other friend at that time. And I was probably one of the fittest I was, but I was also chain smoking a whole bunch. And um, how the fuck did you do insanity and chain smoking? Dude, I was like a, a bad smoker. Yeah, insanity is intense That's for cardio. Right? Yeah. Like if you want to quit smoking, you do insanity. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been up like again, up and down. Yeah. Um, 
But I think in the past three years, I finally found my flow in something that I really like that mm-hmm. also improved my mental health, which is kickboxing. And ever since then, it's been such a great outlet. And I think a lot of my ups and downs with my diet and health journey had uh, coincided with mental health. Yeah, because in absolutely. depression, I'm either super skinny or I'm like big. Like there's no in between. But I think I found my flow recently. Um, but it took a while. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that both of you are like comfortable with your bodies at this age? Uh, I mean, I am not completely unhappy. Mm-hmm. I know there's room for improvement. There's always work. There's yeah. always work to be done and have done. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's also maintenance of just your mind. I don't know if it's any anything about my body anymore. I think it's more about my mental health. Yeah. If anything, the 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 effects you feel of feeling healthy is surpasses any image that I yeah. look like. So. Yeah, I'll mirror that. It's like now I'm not too much worried about my body or what other people think about my body. You know, that's like a plus if anything. But yeah. now it's like, what can my body do for me? Like, can I climb this hill without feeling exhausted? Can I go up these flight of steps without feeling exhausted? That's what I care about more than actually yeah. like how it looks. Yeah. At this point. You You're know? more about like, taking care of your body and nourishing your body exactly. versus the aesthetics of your body. Exactly. That makes sense. You know, how about you? Um, what was the question? Uh, was it, are you completely happy with, Oh, like you, like now? you, I'm going to mirror what you guys said too. And, um, there's always work. And like I said, I feel like I almost get there and then I just self-sabotage and also too, in the gay community, um, there, there's like a high level of just comparing yourself mm. to everybody. So if you like even open grinder, um, it's mostly torsos, like people's like naked torsos. Oh. Right. And it's, it's just a bunch of like pecs and abs, pecs mm. and abs. And that's just like the status quo of like gay culture. It's like, you have to be fit in order to be, um, be like picked up by somebody. Yeah. You know, it's very much about the way that you look. Mm-hmm. and how masculine lo- you look and how muscular you look. Mm-hmm. And then I started like um, doing a bit of research on it, like um, just like lightly. And I read somewhere that it could have been uh, due to, um, you know, like, what is it called? During like the 60s and 70s, uh, during like the AIDS crisis and, and that type of thing, um, men, gay men felt the need uh, to, to look extra masculine and extra healthy so that they don't look like they have oh. AIDS because when you, when you have AIDS, oftentimes you just get very skinny and very frail yeah. Yeah. and that's a dead giveaway that you have AIDS. Right. So for gay men, um, they really reached into being super masculine and super muscular, um, to show and to portray that they were healthy. Interesting. Interesting. I, I never knew that. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It's huh. weird. But yeah, so. I'm selling my journey for abs, hopefully. <laughs> um, my brother-in-law said that the male peak is at 35. So I have uh, three more years to do that. So this is my last chance. You know, I, I might as well give it a try. What's, a fem- what's the female peak? Give me an, a heads up, man. True. What is the female peak? <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like finding the balance, right? What makes yeah. you happy and what do you feel optimal in the yeah. optimal level, right? And if you feel comfortable in your own skin at the end of the day, yeah. You should just feel work on yourself to be healthy, I feel. Mm-hmm. The looks, the aesthetics is just whatever, man. Who gives a fuck about that? But, but that's I, what our world is shaped around. Yeah, right and, now. and that's it's so toxic. And that, that that could like you could easily blend that in with like um toxic culture with like dating apps and stuff like that, because yeah. that kind of trickles into that. And everyone is just like, Oh yeah, you gotta have this body image social media does that very well you know Mm -hmm. what i mean social media yeah (laughs) it's like you gotta have this image perfect body this is what everyone should look like this is how you should look like it's all a lie though it's all a lie everyone has different body types and everyone should understand how their body works but some people need that validation from strangers or friends. Some people need that encouragement. But that should also be a signal that what 
is it that these external um, sources of validation give you that you can't give yourself? Yeah. What is it that's missing within you that you don't love yourself, that you need love from others? It relates a lot to, I think, self-worth and realizing it, which we kind of talked about last last week. Yeah. Like, you, if you know that you're the shit, no one can tell you otherwise, right? But if you, like, there's a lot of influencers, you hear stories of people being obsessed by the numbers, obsessed by the followers and all that. But for what? Like, okay, you get a paycheck, but is your soul at peace knowing of, like, at peace with who you are and what you have to offer without the editing, without all that. Like, there's um, some people say that, like, I'm confused. Like, when people argue, it's like, oh, it's confidence. Is it? Or is it just, like, phony confidence that you get from people, the attention? Well, I think it depends on on their account and how they portray themselves on the Mm. account. Like if it's like super Photoshopped or super face tuned with very specific lighting and very specific angles and you can tell, like clearly tell, then it's like, okay, what's, what's going on here? What do you actually look like? Right. Versus there's a lot of like influencers now that are like micro influencers and they don't do body touch up or anything like that, or even skin touch up after doing makeup. And they really lean into natural skin textures and, and body sizes. Um, so yeah, there's like, it depends on, mm-hmm. on how you portray yourself. Cause I think there's, there's like an uplifting side that's very body positive mm-hmm. on, on Instagram and social media, mm-hmm. but we'll also never lose that other side of the Barbie dolls that just look mm-hmm. perfect, plump lips yeah. and perfect contours. You I know? actually know a girl um, personally, and I always used to look at her Instagram because she clearly has body dysmorphia. When you come across girls' pages or even guys, and you can clearly tell they are seeing something different than what everyone else is. That's wild. Like when like clearly like their rib cage looks like non-existent because they've photoshopped it so, so much. It's like, damn, like is everything okay? Because if you're willing to post this on a public platform, knowing that you look nothing like that in person, like what, what's that thing there that's that you're seeing different. I would constantly be stressed out of, of someone possibly seeing me on the street and getting figured out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And just people knowing that I'm a catfish. So maybe these people are literally sun virgins and they just stay in their homes so that they know, can curate man. the way that they look. It's weird. Maybe. Yeah. It's, um, but the thing is with your online image, you can cater it to whatever you want. Like, are you willing to sell a full image for the bag? That's would a you? really good question. All right. Would you sell a full image for the bag? I mean, no one really knows what you look like on this podcast, so you can create a completely new one and say that you're Peter. Yeah. Um, what I do for the bag. How much? <laughs> yeah, how much we're talking here? How, how big is the bag? I don't know. A, sponsor, a sponsorship from... You, know <laughs> you get some free fit teas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have too many fucking teas. I don't oh, know. I, I meant get, drinking teas. You know, oh, the ones. teas. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of tea at home too. Anyways, I guess it really depends. Like if I'm going to do it for the bag, I'll be like, okay, I'm doing it for the bag. But me knowing that I'm still okay outside of the whole social media shit, that how I look is okay. Because like, uh, when people like what you just said with your friend or the, the girl that you know, right? Mm-hmm. With the rib cage, that affects her outside of social media too. Like in real life, I would assume, I'm just assuming here, right? She got she got some uh, her fair share of uh, issues. Issues, right? <laughs> so, like, if I'm just doing it for the bag, like, I don't give a fuck. Then fuck it, I'm doing it for the bag. If, if I'm comfortable, like, I'm like, okay, I know I don't look like that outside of the, in real life, but I'm okay with that. I'm just doing it for the bag, strictly for that. Mm. That's okay. I'm okay with hmm. that. Yeah, All right, it's Chris? just people get lost in the sauce. <laughs> I think for me, it depends on the product. Right. Because there's there's so many products um, uh, on inf- on Instagram by influencers that um, give you the promise of like a smaller waist by drinking these types of teas and, and those types of fad, like fit fad things. So if it were one of those types of products, hell no. But Raycon hit me up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, headphones, gadgets, that, that sort of out. thing. 
You yeah, sell like out. <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to post like a Facetune photo with yeah. with Raycons. Yeah, for sure. Why not? <laughs> what about you, Laura? <laughs> How many times have I asked you guys about starting OnlyFans, guys? <laughs> I comes, know it kind of comes from a place of truth. Yeah, but also mostly joking. But at really the same though? time, pure really? curiosity. Because damn it, like how do these girls just make so much money Lore, just doing that? I'm not even Too gonna lie here. You would make so much money on OnlyFans. You have no clue. <laughs> but I don't put myself out there, and like it's. What if you create this persona? If you gave yourself a different name, like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce, and as soon as you're on OnlyFans, you're like. I feel like I gotta like. I got to commit. I feel like I got to quit my full-time job because that's not like my LinkedIn can sustain itself after opening an OnlyFans. Like, it's one of those things. It's just like, I'm all or nothing. And the thing about OnlyFans too is like, it's not long-term. We need to be 80 years old. I mean, it kind of is long-term because your images and videos are on some server. But are you going to continue doing this until you're 80? I mean, you'll see them when you're 80. Yeah, I guess. That's the bad part. Okay, so my main question is, can you screenshot things? And number two, what happens if someone tries to take a photo of a phone? So as far as I know, um, what sets OnlyFans apart from any other platform is that um, they have good um, legal sort of like terms and conditions so that if anybody were to take photos or screenshots of, of your images, then they can take legal action. Okay. Against them. I don't know how that would happen, but I think that's one of the draws and that's what makes OnlyFans sort of like secure from a creator perspective. So you're saying someone like like that Bella Thorne chick who made a bunch yeah. of money, none of her things got leaked. I mean, it's one free. of those things like if, if you really want something that hard, I'm sure you can find a hacker to, to hack into it. But I think if you're like a mid-tier like OnlyFans like girl or guy, no one really gives a shit. Yeah, but what's stopping someone from actually taking a picture and like posting online, no one knows where this picture came from. It could be yeah. come from any phone. Well, sometimes all you have to do is just do suggestive things and not overtly like naked or like sexual things. There's really weird corners of the internet. I knew this one girl, actually a friend of mine knew this one girl who was getting paid um, to bite books. Bite books? Uh, so men would purchase books on Amazon and have it sent to her home. And then she I'm would the bite the spines the of the books. I'm in the wrong industry. What the heck? And she'd make oh a killing off God. of that. It's just such a niche thing that maybe you and I would never think about. Yeah, All I'm saying that. is that you come up with something obscure and you find your niche. You could potentially get some money. It's okay. Just Secure the bag. Fuck this podcast. We're done with this shit. Let's just <laughs> fucking bite books now. <laughs> bite books. <laughs> yeah, you like that? How, how much we're how talking here now? How big is the bag for biting books? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's um, I've always had this uh, thing, like internal struggle of like, women can make money pretty easily by selling an image. I yeah. hate to say it. Yeah. It's the reality of our world sex fucking sells guys you can't yeah. deny it but if i were willing to sell myself it's up in there because if i'm selling my pinky toe sure <laughs> give me 50 bucks for my fucking pinky toe but if you're there's a guy who would like to pay for that i kid you not <laughs> probably there's a guy with a pinky toe fetish right now mm. for sure for sure but if it comes to like nudes or like sex tapes we're that's like yeah what about Ugh. sexually suggestive? So even just not full nudity, but just like a little bit of cleavage. Very like maybe I've like never panties. been one to like really even do that. Like even when I would post on Instagram, none of that was like suggestive. I I'm so awkward posing. Like I'd prefer to take a selfie than someone take a photo of me. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that kind of sells I guess that could be helpful and only fans but like even so it's just weird to me to be someone gawking at you and actually i think i have a trauma and like all my traumas are coming out today <laughs> um i was at woodbine beach and with a bunch of friends for someone's birthday and we're all in our bikinis and i just i have a good sense of people around me i see yeah. a man sitting near us just on a black blanket black sunglasses mm -hmm. black hat should have kind of paid attention to this dude a little bit more. 
I look, I, I like, I feel weird and I look around and I, I look in his lap is a camera. He's oh been videotaping God. us the whole time. Wow. And actually, I have not been back to, to, to Woodbine Beach since then because I'm so disturbed. He literally just ran to the bathroom. And unfortunately, the group that I was with, they did not care. And I'm like, how are you not caring that we were just recorded by a stranger on Woodbine Beach? Without you knowing. Without us knowing. And then when I called him out and kicked sand at him, he just ran to the bathroom. And like the girls I was with just over their heads. And I'm like... I don't like that shit. And yeah. so I actually haven't been to Bloodbound Beach since. I'd be like, yo, give me that video because that's me and I'm going to sell it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you got paid for that, which how would you feel now? Ooh. Uh, how much? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a number. Everyone has a number here. Uh, so how much are you looking for? For that video specifically. We're talking hypothetical here. Okay. For, if it's time. anywhere from like five to ten minutes, I'll take like a thousand dollars. But if it's like a full hour of me running around the beach with my girlfriends, yeah. like give me five grand. Yeah. There you go. Now we can start OnlyFans. Now. Okay. All right, guys. Done. So yeah, this done. is our last episode of For All Eyes Only. <laughs> well, for you, we're pivoting to OnlyFans. Yeah, what the fuck are we going to do? Me and Chris are What's gonna, my niche? Yeah. What the fuck um, do? Biting books, guys. Biting books. Yeah. Girls, but like for a, oh. a straight guy or a gay guy, it's like, or maybe for you. I don't know. What? Biting books? Yeah. Co-work? Like, you could definitely find a niche for guys, too. There's I mean, a lot of creepy gay shit out there. I mean, I could bite a book. No, you have to find something completely unique to you, Peter. So maybe it's like... Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to be a fin dom. What's a fin dom? It's a financial dominatrix. <gasps> oh, my God. I like, want to be that, too. Me, too. Because, like, there's nothing to it except talking shit to this dude, and he pays you to talk shit to him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but, like, okay... The ethics around that, though, because I actually saw that on an episode of Euphoria. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I've heard of the show. But it's a great show. But there was this girl. She was in her teens uh-huh. um, and she was a fin dom. So she would be like, you nasty fat fuck. And like she just say nasty ass things to the guy. And he would just he would moan and he's probably jerking off and like giving her money. Yeah. While doing it. What is the allure of someone talking down on you so i know why it's because a lot of these customers are like high-powered ceos that like to be submissive because everyone is a yes man around them and they don't want to be that in the bedroom sometimes so they get off feeling like shit i wonder if jeff bezos is into that that makes so much (laughs) sense so um i used to teach a class at um union station like good life gyms it was like a um a mixed martial arts like fitness class and it was mostly people that worked in the financial district that came to my class Uh and then um i was pretty aggressive in the way that i taught the class like i would yell at them i'd shout at them and then um i remember talking to one of the girls after the class and then she's like i really love your class because you're like aggressive in the way that you you tell us to do the moves and going through the entire routine. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes do you think I'm maybe doing a little bit too much? Like just in terms of like feedback. And she said that exact same thing. She's like at work, you know, I'm like, I work in a high sort of like level. Mm-hmm. And then I just have a bunch of people that are mostly saying yes to me. Mm-hmm. And then so, so they want to be in the position to just be told whatever the fuck to do. Ah. That makes perfect sense. Makes There's sense. your market. Yeah, so I gotta be a boss ass bitch without any nudity. Without nudity, I don't know if I can be mean. Being mean is hard. I know that's not that's <laughs> not a part of the fabric of who you are, Lorelai. I feel like it's a little not. like j- um, Jigglypuff, just like <laughs> you would need a script. You need, need a script. script. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I think it's a. Uh, I kind of relate to her because at the kickboxing gym, the the coaches like yell at you, like, "Come on, you can keep going," because it's all self. It's self-managed when you're going on a circuit. Oh, yeah. You have three minutes to do an exercise, and then you're like, you can breathe there, and they're like, keep going, you have two minutes left. And they're just yelling at you, and I've found it effective. It's a good motivation for me. That's true. Um, I don't know. It's- Did you find it hot a little bit? Oh, no. 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 Okay. No. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, yeah. I don't know why my answer was so quick. I know. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's just not for you. It's just not for me. What about you, Peter? Fin dom material? No. 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 
I'm every time I I just think of Shanti. You know what? From insanity. Oh, from insanity. <laughs> yeah, Dig Shanti. Deep. Dig deeper. Dig deep. <laughs> I fucking hated him because he's like, hold your hands up like you're holding a bag of potato chips. I'm like, why the fuck are you even talking about potato chips? I'm trying to work out here. Potato what? <laughs> potato, potato chips. chips. Like, like you're like oh. doing a certain. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're holding. Now he's fat shaming. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm like no bueno. No thank you. I'm okay well, with that. Oh, there's another weird one that I heard. So um, you can sell hair from a hairbrush. Yes, I see so many TikToks yeah. about Damn, that. Damn, I just shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the low key. Actually, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. So I was going to throw out a bunch of underwear. And I'm oh like, hold my God, on. Lore. I could fucking sell these because okay. people... You fucking sold it. I didn't. They're still in a bag because I don't know what to do with them. So I told you're, my dad. You're sell I was like, dad, like, you what told do you your think? Dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's I'm the like, first thing I want to talk to my dad about. <laughs> hey, dad, I have a bunch of used underwear. What should I do with them? Should I sell them online? <laughs> and he's like, lie. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I'll, I'll pack it. <laughs> Yo, that's a cool fucking dad. <laughs> And then it's kind of weird because I talked to my mom this morning because I'm like, mom, I'm tired of work and whatever. And I'm like, like, how magic would you be if like, you know, I sold my tits online? And she's like, you know, lie, like, it's up to you. And I'm like, but like, what if I bought you a really nice bag because I make like 30 grand a month? And she's like, a bag won't replace anything. Like, you know, it's up to you, but just don't tell me. So I got approval from my family. and um, That is hilarious. So I'd like to announce my official page on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, my God. I will I will rep that, that page so hard. Oh, man. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. I can't, man. There's something about it yeah. that I just can't get over. Something, that, something used underwear is not bad. It's like donating, but you get fucking paid for it. Maybe you could it. find a market for that then. Or yeah. like socks. There's a big, like in the gay community, used men's socks. Is like like a used thing. on the feet or used elsewhere? But <laughs> yeah, that's a good just one. Just a sock full of cum, yeah. you know, just a Fucking year's hard. worth of cum. Ew. Yeah, rock hard and you just like slam it. But does it matter like who wore the socks? I don't know. I don't think so. It's like anyone could have wore the socks. Or like what you can do like um, is maybe package your used socks or used underwear. Just get a stock photo of someone oh, and then yeah. just put a photo in there and be like, hi, I'm Carly. These are my underwear. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's from like iStockphoto.com. But some like I've I've seen the girls on TikTok, the accountants, where they like the the clients like the smell of freshly worn underwear. So like they wear it to the gym and then they send it off. Like right after. Yeah. Like it's just a thing. And I wonder some of these clients, like, are they single? Because like what if they have a wife and they're just buying used underwear? Why, why don't they just go to the gym and then work out and then smell their own underwear? <laughs> That makes zero sense. No. Why do you what? think they're buying women's underwear? Oh, women's underwear. They don't want to sniff their sorry. own shit. They want to sniff like, sorry, sorry, vaginal sorry. juices. That's sorry. the whole point. That reminds Got me of what my dad said. He and I told my I have a very open relationship with my dad. I know. Clearly. I'm surprised. And they're like Filipino parents too. I remember one time I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, I'm going to a strip club with my friends and our boyfriends for like someone's birthday. He's like, Why are you paying to see someone else's vagina? You should look in the mirror. I oh my like, god. <laughs> I was like, he's not, not wrong. The same. He's not yeah, wrong. it's not wrong, but like, not quite the same dad. So, yeah, but, yeah. You're learning a lot about my family in this I know, episode. <laughs> but I miss a good strip club. You know? Yeah. They're I, fun. I do too. I, I miss my girl crush at Brass Rail. You had a girl crush? Yeah, she was so hot. I think she was like Brazilian. Was she like um, yeah. a good dancer as well? Oh, yeah. Her outfit was like the hottest one. Like, she's I love that. so hot. Like, she's so well put together, well thought out, like, not half assing the job. See, you can't half ass work, period. Sex work, Amen. real work, go all out because I will pay you and you yeah. will be paid. <laughs> like, if you treat it like a business, you know, yeah. you can make so much money. That's why, like, in in uh, female like strip clubs, I love it when the girl looks like she's having a good time yeah. and has a really cute outfit on and is doing tricks here and there and just like literally just having a good time. But if you look depressed and you don't want to be there, yeah. and sometimes that's your situation, know. you know, they have nothing else that they can do. But unfortunately, like as a paying customer, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um, Bang for the buck. Yeah, you it you want that is. lightness and that that happiness and yeah. excitement. In, the, in their demeanor, you yeah. know? I remember one time um, when I was in the Philippines, um, probably six years ago, I think I may have told you this story. My cousin in the Philippines, who actually turned out to marry a stripper down uh -huh. the road. So that's basically a good primer of the type of 
maybe guy he was. Um, he was also a crooked mechanic as well. Um, he took me to a strip club when I was about probably nine, uh, maybe 21, 22. He took me to this strip club in buttfuck nowhere, Philippines, like in the province. Uh-huh. And I think it was close to like a truck stop. So it was a lot of truckers that went there. So that's just to paint the picture for you. Again, I was closeted at this point. You know, he thought I was straight and he uh-huh. probably thought that I would like have the best time of my life. <laughs> Had it been boys, maybe it would have been a different situation. <laughs> but we go in, the girls look so young. Uh. It was the weirdest situation. And then he used me. He said, oh, this is my cousin from Canada. He's a he's a big actor there. And oh, then so he used great. me because they took us on a tour in the back where all the girls were. And they were all there like with Tupperwares having dinner and oh in God. like these duster dresses. Yeah. And then they were just waiting for their turn to go up. And they look like they could have been like, you know, like 17, 16 to like 21. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that type of situation, like... That's not not what I want to see, no. you know? I want to see the girl that's having fun, yeah. twirling, you know, just laughing and giggling to really good music. Yeah. That's what I miss. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Peter? <laughs> what, what, do you what about me? Do you strip, miss clubs. strip clubs? i never really gone to strip clubs, to be <gasps> honest. We need to go. Yes. Like, I, I've, I've been to strip clubs, obviously, um, but I never really found, like, oh, my God, I have to go, or, like, I, I, I don't understand... You know, Not into but, it? Yeah. How about escorts? Mm, no, <laughs> so I'm, quite I'm, the jump. I'm, I'm, <laughs> quite the jump. <laughs> All right. Pivoting to escorts. All right. Here we go. Zero to 100 real quick. I mean, no, I've never done an escort. No. So I can't even comment on that. Apparently Toronto is a pretty big hub for escorts. Yeah, apparently. Have um, you had an escort? Me? No. Yeah. No. Um, I know of people. I know of people mm-hmm. too. Of person. Yeah. Um, which is really disturbing, frankly. Because growing up, I think a lot of these my my male friends would be like, you never pay for pussy. It's oh. just not a thing that real men do. Yeah. yeah. If you have to pay for pussy, there's something else going on yeah. that that's going wrong. Um, so yeah, I don't know. No shade to escorts. Make your be- like make your money, but like, yeah, a lot of I feel like a lot of my friends. Um, growing up would have laughed at the fact that a guy would have to pay for food. Well, it's not even an escort's problem, to be honest. Yeah, I know. It's true. She's doing, she or he is doing their job, right? And is the person paying them, that's their problem, really. See, I know the flip side of that, though, Mm -hmm. um, where a friend, a good friend of mine, when he was younger in high school, he would go consistently with his guy friends Mm -hmm. and they'd go to massage parlors. Oh, Robin Tugs. Yeah. They'd go to those and it was, it was completely normal for them to go as a group. And he told uh, me that they would wait li- in high school, as a in group? high school. Yeah. Really? It's not like a circle a jerk or anything like that. No, <laughs> they, they'd go into the parlor. He explained everything to me cause I was so curious. I'm like, how do these places work? So he'd go there, all the girls come out and you can literally pick and choose. Is it like rush hour too? I was just yeah. thinking about oh my, my head. God. Yeah, that's totally it. <laughs> and then they would use condoms. Oh, they fuck. Oh, it's. If you wanted to, but uh, even like things like blowjobs and hand jobs, they would use a condom. Oh, yeah. Wait, a condom for a hand job? Well, you're probably not going for a hand job. You're, it's most likely <laughs> like a blowjob. You can do that yourself, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I could I'd probably do it better too. <laughs> so yeah, like it's it, wow. it was very common in in their in their sort of like culture and boyhood or teenagehood. So just go out and and get that done. Oh. Um, I actually know a girl, no other girl, um, who worked at a rub and tug. Um, but then things flipped cause she started making good money. Yeah. So then she would get paid to have this old man come to her house to clean. Like he gets off vacuuming her, vac- her, her living room and being talked shit to and wearing a maid outfit. Like who he, would wear the maid outfit? The guy? The guy. Oh Ooh. my God. Wait, yeah. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he I'm, would pay her. I'm like, he's cleaning her house, and he's in like an outfit. Yeah, and I think they met at the Rub and Tug. Like she used to work there. Then that's she found a, great a client. Situation. And that's a, that's, things that. flip, so now he cleans her house and pays her to be treated like shit. I love that. 
So wow, I need to find that. <laughs> Where do you find people like this uh, at a rub and tug? I mean, then I guess. Well, you have to start off at the rub and tug, right? You got to start somewhere. It doesn't always. I just never heard out. of that. I was like, okay, let me. I come to your house. I'll wear an outfit. I'll clean your house, and I'll pay you. Yeah. What? So ass backwards. It makes zero sense. That makes no sense. And people. Some people are addicted to escorts too. I actually knew someone. Um, he came. He came out and he's like, "Yeah, literally, I'm addicted to escorts. I, I get them all the time. Usually the same girl." And he would buy her gifts. He was a young guy too. He was probably around our age, like same generation. Oh, is it? But he's just had such. No, you don't know him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just had such a bad run with being single and not finding girls. So oh, it was just okay. easier for him to get that validation and that type of quote unquote love mm-hmm. from a paid service. Well, I'm glad that he at least acknowledges that and doesn't turn into an incel because that could be a slippery slope into incel territory, which is a very dark topic. I know. I I get those vibes from him sometimes, too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. That's a whole other topic that I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's a little too dark. (laughs) We're coming in in the hour. It's been an hour? Yeah, it's been an hour. Okay. Maybe Um, I should end in a bang then. Yeah. Do it. So what's your number, guys? I told you mine was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, back to the escort thing. So I haven't done it once. Really? Like I've paid for for a service. Damn! How much did you pay? It was a hundred dollars. Was it worth it? Oh my god! I don't think I ever told anybody. Was it full was service? It worth it? Yeah, it was the full thing. Was right. it good? Was it in Toronto? It was great. It was amazing. In Toronto, I was on vacation in Miami. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We got a good selection. We got top talent there. It was top talent. All right. Yeah, and I think it was just one of those days where I was just like. Oh, I don't want to have to go to the club and like go hunting and, and that sort of deal. And for some reason, I don't, I don't do well in Miami either. Mm. I think because a lot of guys look like me there mm-hmm. because I can like look Hispanic sometimes. Right. Whereas most places they like exotic looking people. Um, so I didn't do well in Miami. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to give it a try. It was good. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't expect it to be bad, to be honest. Oh my God. If it was bad, what do you say? It's like, I'm not paying you. Yeah, I want a refund. I want a refund. Isn't that where it gets like dark too? Like if they don't come back with money, it'll get beat up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the pimp. Well, depending on how, I don't know. Like, <laughs> is this legal? Like, yeah, yeah. There's someone like waiting downstairs, right? Yeah. Like, no, it was just him. It was just him. Yeah. Like, is he self promoting himself? Yeah, it was through Grinder. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Just, right. They I don't know how to do works. it. So I basically started talking with a guy. I didn't know he was an escort. Mm -hmm. And then he started sending me pictures. We were chatting. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm an escort. And I charge this much. Interesting. And I'm like, fuck. Should I? (laughs) And then I did. Wow. I don't know. Are there male escorts for females? Or yeah, are you right? judging me right no, now? No, I'm, I'm just thinking. No, I'm just thinking in my head right and my now. My sister is right beside me. She's hearing the story for the first time. <laughs> yeah, you don't oh, think yeah, what? No, hundred is not. A I lot. didn't think hundred is a lot of money. Yeah, no, it's no. not a lot. Of okay, money. good. So I got a good deal. You got a very got good deal good in Miami deal. too. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how this guy looks like, but I'm assuming you got a good deal. Mm. But no, he was good. It's like it's funny because you, you met him on Grinder, right? Yeah. So the the conversation just flowed. And then eventually yeah, because it's illegal to advertise yourself as an escort oh, on Grinder because escorting is illegal there. I think, you know, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to think like now when you're on Grinder and you're talking to people and you're like, ah, I'm not really buying with this guy, but Hey, <laughs> for how much? dollars? <laughs> That's know? literally my opening line. If ever I see like really hot guys, I'm like, how much are you, are you willing to take? To now come I over? just thought like, what if I open an anonymous Tinder with no face, no case, and just right swipe everybody and charge them for sending them more photos. So it's not an OnlyFans platform. You have to give a teaser, though. Yeah. What kind of teasers are you going to give? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, like, a, like a cleavage shot. Yeah. Maybe like a foot shot. Yeah. I feel like you get flagged, though. Damn. I f- like, yeah. With, especially like no face and the kind of understand your agenda here. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we get it. We get it. Flag this girl. Just trying to make more money. Yeah. Honestly, I see that for you. Like, let's get you on OnlyFans or something. <laughs> let's try it. Just it's going to be a marketing feet. exercise to get Lorelai to the top of the OnlyFans page. Okay, you know what? I've Okay, this has crossed my mind because I was on Twitch, right? And, yeah. like, I was like, fuck, like, girls who show their tits and cleavage during video game streams, you know? Like, for they sure. make so much money. 
But like I Six made it cells. a point to know that like that I'm not that type of girl. Like I but at the same time like fuck like You don't gotta be that girl. In <laughs> fact we don't know you're we know that you're not that girl, but play a persona. Have that separation between Lorelai and the Twitch streamer that was sexually suggestive. You know my my uh, my stripper name that I was named in like grade ten. <laughs> okay, what was it? Lore whore. Nicole Mercedes De La Cruz. Ooh, that's the name I was. Given. Please welcome to the stage, Nicole. What Mercedes, Mercedes De, De La Cruz? <laughs> wow. Maybe that will be my OnlyFans name. Yeah. And people have to dig into our podcast to ever know that I admitted to that. Exactly. Oh, that gives me nerve nervous like butterflies. But Get that back, you know? Like You guys will judge me, right? Like we're Oh we're, my god, we know who you are through and through. <laughs> yeah. If anything, we would cheer you on. We would do the marketing for you. Okay, so I promise from this day forward that if I have my yacht, you guys are all invited. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, no, let's manifest it. When I have my yacht from my... No, not when. It's I have my yacht. Yes. Oh, on my yacht. You already have it. Okay, on my yacht and private jet, I will fly you guys out to a vacation Sold. on my Damn. OnlyFans money. Nice. Nice. So yeah. not if I beat you to it because I did buy these two cash for life. <laughs> Um, scratch cards yeah, and we're going to do them right after the podcast. <laughs> These cash for life things are not going to get you private jets and yachts though. Not with that energy. Ooh, not yeah. with that energy. Ooh, Listen, burn some cash for life, $1,000 a week for life. That's 52 grand a year. You're not getting a fucking yacht. Who's going to give you $1,000 a month or a week for doing nothing? Okay, yo, okay. Hey, You're not hey, going hey, on my yacht. <laughs> okay, so if I... I'm just imagine saying, I'm just here, being realistic. Like Peter, I'm sorry. just being realistic here. Okay, yeah, no, I'm Be realistic it. as you want, but you're not invited then. <laughs> oh, man, okay. I take that all back. Yeah. I take that all back. So let's focus on manifesting OnlyFans. Yeah. And yacht life. Yacht life. And maybe that's a good segue to next week in terms of talking about manifesting. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Manifesting my career in OnlyFans, guys, really. <laughs> but it is what it is. If I make money, then so be it. Just get the bag. Life's too short. The world's on fire. There's a lot wrong in the world. Might as well fucking live it. Amen. Play the fucking game. Yeah. I'm 19 years old and I want to shake my ass in a yeah. thong on if a yacht. I, <laughs> if I feel the way that I feel right now at like 21... I probably would have done all of that shit. Oh, that, but the, okay, there's like a whole other thing we have to uncover there because I've been there, done that, man. Like, I know people that could have just made it, but it's when you don't you be true to yourself and go full it, full, full throttle, then that's when you go, like, it can fall off. Yeah, that's you true. You decide to be an Instagram hole, be the full Instagram hole. If you decide to be on OnlyFans, Amen. do OnlyFans. Don't pretend that. You're not one way or the other. Just and treat it, it like a business. Yes. All right, guys. Well, it's been a great, juicy episode. What a weird episode. <laughs> what a weird yeah. Episode. I don't even know what to call this episode. We just, <laughs> we just but, run um, with it, guys. This is so random. I know. It's, it's good. We it's talked good. on a lot of good topics. Yeah. Yep. You learned a lot about my family and how open <laughs> I am with them. But if you guys um, stood, if you guys are still listening, good for you. <laughs> I know that was a lot to get through. It's a lot to get through. <laughs> um, all right. So to wrap it up, um, this has been Lore. This is Peter. And Chris. Until next week. Signing off. Bye. Later. <laughs>